0: Welcome to Invest Like a Woman. I'm your host, Gabby Slummer, founder of Finosana. In this podcast, we'll break down money, investing, and everything in between to help you build your money confidence and feel good about your finances. Hey guys, welcome back to Invest Like a Woman. It occurred to me that this season, we have said that it's all about financial wellness and the emotional side of money, but it occurred to me that I haven't really defined what financial wellness is or talked much about what I mean by financial wellness. So today's episode is dedicated to exactly that. We're going to talk about what financial wellness is exactly, how it's been used all over the industry, the news, Instagram, social media, and how we can aspire to it. And the opposite of financial wellness, financial unwellness, now financial stress is where I was going with that. Financial wellness is a word that has been picking up a lot of steam lately. Feels like probably around the pandemic, maybe during and a little bit after is when this word really took off and really started to make its way into all sorts of publications, not just the ones talking about finance and personal finance, not just your Dave Ramsey types, but all of a sudden it's all over. It's in Vogue, it's in Wall Street Journal, it's in The Times, it's in Stylist, and Glamour, it's in Women's Health, it's in all of these different non-financial publications and sources and lights are flashing. And it's another thing to add to this list of Wellness that we're expected to have. So it's all over the publications that we're seeing, but it's also all over social media. Definitely since the pandemic, this rise of Finfluencers, which I guess to an extent, finasana can kind of be under that category, although I kind of cringe as I'm saying that. But there's downsides, of course, to having financial advice all over social media incorrect financial advice. There's a lot of good financial advice on social media. People are talking about it, which is amazing and trying to educate each other and learn with each other. But it's just, it's really hard when you have so many things coming at you. So financial wellness is all over the news. It's all over social media. It's in our workplaces. And actually, traditionally, financial wellness in the US at least is a word that is frequently used to describe workplace benefits around finances. So that could be mortgage advice, financial advice, paying down debt and anything else like budgeting services or all sorts of financial coaching, financial education, but financial wellness from like a corporate setting tends to mean benefits that are offered to you by your workplace. From a social media setting, and personally the way i probably prefer to think about it, it tends to lean a bit more heavily on the wellness side of things. So if you just Google, what is financial wellness? The standard definition that you're going to come up against is present and future financial security and freedom of choice. So let's talk about that for a minute. What exactly does that mean? So when I talk about financial wellness, I like to think about it as a grid. So you have present and future on the top. So those are the two columns. And then financial security and freedom of choice are your rows. So when we think about present financial security, that's your monthly budget. That is making sure that you have enough money to spend on the things that you need, like your needs, your rent, your food, your – electricity, the things that keep you alive, right? You have financial security. You're making enough money to pay your bills in the present. Then you have freedom of choice in the present, which is having that extra little bit of money, the extra savings, the discretionary spending, the fun spending, the money that you can spend on your wants to make decisions and to be able to have fun. So that's like your fun money bucket, And financial wellness is – so half of financial wellness, we're on like the second quadrant now, is being able to use money to do the things that you want to do. So use money to make your life better instead of a lack of money causing you undue stress, which is the other side of the coin, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But then you have the future side of things. Is financial security in the future. You can think about that kind of as like retirement, although retirement might even be going a bit too far in the future, but just making sure that tomorrow is taken care of. So future financial security and like the super far end of the, the spectrum is going to be things like your retirement. But if we look a little bit closer, that's things like your rainy day fund or your emergency fund, FU fund, All different ways to call a pot of money that you set aside that you don't touch that is your safety net. It's there to protect you if something should happen. And let's say you were to lose your job or there was some massive, like, macroeconomic shift that caused everything to change, kind of like the pandemic, you would have money there to be able to support you and you wouldn't fall into bad financial turmoil. And then the last quadrant of our grid is future freedom of choice. So it's not just about having enough money to protect you so that you don't go homeless or starve, but having enough money so that if something happens or in the future in your retirement, you can maintain your standard of living, the quality of life. And again, coming back to that idea of you can still do the things that you want to do and using money to help us make choices that are going to add to our lives instead of take away from. So when we think about financial wellness in this quadrant of present future and divide it into financial security and freedom of choice, the freedom of choice bit and – well, actually both bits, but particularly the freedom of choice when we focus a little bit more on that part, that is more of like the fun side of it and – It's not just about being able to pay for your retirement, but it's about making choices. It's about using money to make your life better. And so, why is everyone talking about financial well being? So, twofold, starting with the fact that money, like our health, is something that impacts every single one of us, whether we're interested in it or not. So, whether we're money people, whether we view ourselves as if you like numbers, you like organization, you like planning, then this stuff might come a little bit easier to you. But even if you don't identify with any of that, even if you are total creative, go with the wind kind of person, this still matters just as much. So we don't get to pick and choose whether we want to focus on money is something that we have to do. The other side of the coin. So, we talked about like the quadrant of positive financial wellness, but the other side of the coin, what happens if we don't have those things? What happens if we don't have financial security, not even in the present, let alone in the future? And if we don't have financial security, we definitely don't have freedom of choice, or we are allowing ourselves too much freedom of how we spend our money, and it is causing our financial security, our financial foundations to suffer. It doesn't take a genius to realize that that can cause significant levels of stress in our lives. And financial stress is the opposite side of the coin to financial wellness. So if you think about how you feel when you're stressed, be it about money or anything else, you can be highly irritable, you can be just On edge all the time. You can be like a cloud over your head. You can get really irritated about really small things. You can feel completely overwhelmed. That overwhelm can paralyze you into inaction, feelings of shame, feelings of inadequacy, and just not knowing where to start. Financial stress can have overwhelming impacts on not only the way that we feel and the things that we're doing on a day to day, but Other areas of our lives, it's really hard to compartmentalize, and it will bleed into everything that we do, whether that's work, relationships, even sleep and our health, because financial stress, at the end of the day, is still stress. So the opposite of that, financial wellness, is just picture the other side of the coin, right? It's feeling good, it's feeling in control, it's feeling like we have complete visibility over our finances. Like we have the ability to make choices. Like we are in the driver's seat. You're clear headed. You're productive at work. You're not irritable. You're not snapping at your partner for tiny little things because you're just so stressed out. It's this feeling of like bliss, right? It's Maybe I'm taking a little little bit too far, but in conjunction with a million other things, of course, but looking at financial wellness in isolation, at least it's clearing up mind space and clearing up the stressors from one pretty significant part of your life so that you can focus on the things that matter. You can focus on everything else. So- sounds pretty great, but obviously it's a lot easier said than done. And finances can be incredibly stressful for so many reasons. So when I think about financial stress, I usually think about it in two different buckets. One, you have financial stress that's quantifiable and then intangible financial stress. So quantifiable financial stress is anything that you can measure, anything that you can count. This is things like you need to save money to buy a new laptop or a new iPhone or take a trip in a couple of months or pay your rent or whatever else it is, pay your phone bill. Things that you can measure. Another really, really common kind of financial stress is debt, having debt racking up and the interest rate causes the debt to get higher. You feel like you're stuck on this hamster wheel of paying off your minimum and that debt number isn't going away, but you can very clearly see that number, anything that you can count. And then you have intangible financial stress. And this one is a little bit harder to deal with because this is just a feeling like you don't know enough or you don't have enough or you want more. We've talked in previous episodes about lifestyle creep and always wanting more and more and more and why that can be unhelpful because it's kind of a, a ever-increasing goalpost. Every time you reach the next rung on the ladder, it just keeps getting higher and higher. You get used to, to that new standard of living and you just want the next one, the next one, the next one. And more is this number that's just going to keep growing. So there's that intangible aspect of it. Saying I want a pay rise of 10 grand to because that will help me pay for xyz and save y that would be a quantifiable financial stressor but it's when we can't put numbers on it and when you just you don't know how much you want you just want more or you feel like you don't have enough or you're nervous about the future full stop even though you are saving loads of money or maybe not loads but even though you are saving and being prudent and planning for your future you're just nervous I fall into that bucket quite frequently, actually. I feel like I have the quantifiable quite under control and everything is done in Excel to a level of detail that I probably wouldn't recommend for (laughs) most people. But that intangible, that's the more emotional. That's the one that's like deep within your gut. Those feelings of like, am I prepared? what if something happens? Even to like, what kind of job will I have in five, 10 years? What salary will that be? Will I have kids? How much are my kids going to need? What's going to happen to the macroeconomic climate? Is inflation going to keep going up or the prices of houses going to keep getting more expensive, or groceries going to keep getting more expensive? Anyways, go on for ages. So quantifiable financial stress is easier for us to manage because we can make a concrete plan. We can use smart goals, which are a little cheesy, but they're cheesy because they frequently work. So even if you don't follow it to a T, just having that framework of making a goal that is specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-based, it's like a framework for setting objectives and goals for you to reach. So instead of saying, I want to pay off my debt, You can say i want to pay off a thousand of my debt by next month and i will do that by saving a hundred dollars a month or whatever it is um i just kind of made those numbers up they might not even work but we're able to draw a mathematical almost like a formulaic plan that we can work to whereas the intangible financial stressors Those are the ones that are probably going to have more of a long-term, really like deep entrenched impact on us. They're probably partially coming from the way we were raised, from our childhood habits around money, from the things that we picked up subconsciously and consciously, from our memories about how our parents treated money. And of course, what's going on in the world, I mean, um, having just gone through a pandemic and inflation being as high as it is and the stock market doing all so- sorts of crazy things doesn't help with uncertainty for the future. But it is helpful to identify why you're stressed about money. Because one thing we, I also haven't mentioned that I actually wanted to start with, but here we are about, I don't know, 15-ish minutes in, is that money is the number one cause of stress among adults today. It Is more than relationship stress, more than work stress, more than family stress. I mean, it impacts so many of us. And it's something that's really hard. Most of us don't understand money. Or even if we do, it's emotional. Again, the whole purpose of this season to talk about the emotional side of it. Even though I get the math, I get the numbers. I'm teaching everyone about the stock market and how it works. I'm still stressed about money because of the uncertainty and because of the the part of it which is more on that like intangible deep-rooted emotional side. So helping to split it out at least gives us clarity on why we're feeling the way that we do and the different things that we need to spend a bit more time focusing on whether that's money itself or the way that we feel about money. Mm-hmm. So what would I recommend to focus on reducing your financial stress and increasing your financial wellness? Planning and educating yourself are going to help you build your foundation for the future. So if you can look at where you are today, an objective look of both what you have financially, where you want to be, what you know and where you want to be. So you can work towards if you say like, I'm really overwhelmed by money, I don't understand anything, your base is quite low, you maybe want to just work on learning how to budget a bit better or lay out everything that you have so that you can create a plan for where you want to get to. Or maybe you're saying like, I think I'm doing all right, but I'm just not really sure and I, I sh- maybe I should be investing. I don't know anything about investing. That's your base and you're basically just uncovering what's there to help you get to the next step and feel a bit more organized another thing is focus on the good things so if you are feeling massively massively overwhelmed you feel like you only make money mistakes all the time try to change your your way of thinking to look at the good things too because none of us only make bad decisions all of the time and when it comes to financial wellness also The goal isn't to only make good decisions all of the time. It's just to try to shift that balance so that we're making more good decisions than we are bad decisions. And even if initially that's like 50-50, over time, it's getting that balance right. It's not about never making mistakes. It's not about getting everything right. It's just about minimizing the number of bad financial decisions we make. And I mean, that can be anywhere from a blowout shopping trip to just making sure you're within your budget every month. So focus on the good, plan for the future, notice when you start to get overwhelmed. So financial stress is, of course, still stress. It doesn't matter the reason for the stress. Stress impacts us all in different ways, but in our bodies, in our like mental states and and even physical because stress definitely impacts our physical bodies as well the cortisol or the hormones running through our body when we get stressed aren't saying, oh, she's stressed about money right now. So we're going to treat it differently than if it's stress about a lion running after her or walking across the road, (laughs) looking at my phone and hearing a car beep its horn. Not that that ever happens. And PSA: you should not be looking at your phone as you cross the street. Stress is going to impact us no matter the reason for the stress. So the same way that you'd approach any other kind of stress, it's okay and it's recommended to approach financial stress that way. So notice when you start to get overwhelmed, try to learn about yourself, the early signs of overwhelm. Is it that you're spending more without thinking about it? Is it that you're avoiding your finances? You're not logging into your bank account. You're not sitting down to do your budget. That's the one that I fall into the trap quite frequently when i'm stressed about how much money i've been spending my answer is just to not look at it for a while because i already feel bad about it i don't want to feel bad about it twice which isn't great but at least i've identified that i do that so i can if i'm putting off going into and downloading my credit card statement and categorizing them i can usually know that that's the reason why i'm doing it and it's almost like a bit of like a snapping back early on before it gets bad and because if you let that happen long enough, then it's just getting into like a snowball spiral, right? And then self care. I mean, I, a couple of weeks ago, we had an episode all about how I didn't want to look at my finances or do this podcast because I was a bit stressed out and just didn't want to think about money. And then sometimes you just need to give yourself some time. You need to give yourself some space to allow for when you are ready again, you can dive back into it. So the trick there is giving yourself enough space that you need, but not ignoring it forever to the point where the avoidance and shame spirals start to kick in. So if we can give ourselves that financial self-care almost like changing our relationship to approaching our finances to not one of, I need to have my shit together and I need to just get this done, but to one of, can I do a little bit for myself today, a little bit for my bank account, a little bit for my finances to care for myself and to feel better afterwards? So it's this preventative care instead of reactive when we need to do something that will help us feel better in the long term. And it's helping us build a positive money mindset that allows us to control our financial situation instead of being controlled by it and feeling good about our finances really. So that's all for today. Hopefully, if you're feeling stressed about your finances, you viewed this as an opportunity to try to lean into the financial wellness side of things. And instead of just trying to get rid of the stress, you can try to build up the wellness. So again, that offsetting. We'll be back next time with more money wellness for you and help you continue on your financial wellness journey. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to invest like a woman to learn more and continue your financial wellness journey. Visit us on finosana.com and follow us on Instagram. I'll see you next time.